0: It's the Happy Families Podcast. It's the podcast for the time-poor parent who just wants answers now. I think sometimes as parents, we kind of feel like we've told our children time and time and time again what needs to happen. We go through that induction process and clearly nothing is getting in because it doesn't matter how many times I tell her, we still end up with the same result.
1: And now here's the stars of our show... My mum and dad. Well, we've made it through day one of our children's first day at school and they were mostly happy, Kylie. Everything seems to have gone okay. Uh, This is Justin and Kylie Coulson. We are the founders of happyfamilies.com.au and I'm the author of six books about raising happy kids uh, and and the parenting expert on Channel 9's... Um, parental guidance. Uh, Kylie, uh, you are on Zoom with me today because uh, we're still trying to work out how we're selling our house and moving to the coast and uh, we don't get to be together as often as we need to be. But the podcast continues. It's surviving and so are you. How are you going with the kids and me not being there for a few days each week?
0: Well, they're now all back at school. Life is getting (laughs) a lot easier.
1: bit of extra time on the beach for you. Is that what you're saying? Maybe, but I won't rub it in. <laughs> no, no, don't please, please, please don't. Because this Brisbane summer sure has been hot and sticky. Hey, uh, we uh, every now and again uh, love to answer listener questions, and this one caught my attention uh, for a whole lot of reasons. It comes from Alex, who says our six-year-old daughter keeps trashing her glasses, and it's getting really expensive. In nine months of having glasses, there have been five repairs needed. And other than one incident that wasn't her fault, they've all been because she was, you know, being six. A couple of days ago, it happened again. And now there's a hundred dollar bill for a new lens. This time I was there when it happened and she burst into tears. I externalized my frustration by making sure she knew that it wasn't her I was upset with. But the situation, while it was obvious I wasn't happy, as the first words out of my mouth were doubled the usual volume, I reined it in. And there was no shaming or punishment or consequences for those that think there's a difference. She cried about it and kept saying she was sorry, but she also cries and says sorry if she drops an ice cream. How can we help her learn to take responsibility and ownership, given that sending her to school with broken glasses isn't an option, as A, she needs them to see, and B, I'd rather buy new glasses every week than shame anyone, let alone her. (laughs) What I'm really mindful of is that at the moment, she's self-confident and resilient enough to be comfortable wearing glasses. She currently likes wearing them and brushes off the occasional playground taunt as the other kid's problem, not hers. But that might not always be the case. And, and, and so Alex is basically saying, what am I supposed to do? I could buy a dozen pairs online from Asia and not worry about it, but that seems to send the wrong message on many levels regarding personal accountability, buying your way out of responsibility, the ethics of disposability and environmental waste. I mean, this is a thoughtful question about a six-year-old who really just is having a hard time with protecting prescription glasses, which are expensive, Kylie.
0: We have our fair share of prescription glasses in our house and we do have one child who we had to replace arms on her glasses no less than three or four times.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. Uh, what did we do? I'm just thinking about in relation to responding to Alex and... Uh, you what's know, it's
0: interesting as I was reading it, I was actually thinking he was going to tell me that she hated wearing them and she was actually breaking them on purpose. And that was what the big problem was. But... He, he nailed it on the head. She's a six-year-old. Mm. And our daughter was actually a little bit older than that. But when we actually watched what was going on, she was just being a kid. She was rumbling, tumbling with her sisters and her glasses got in the way and they cracked each time.
1: Have you noticed that kids generally don't take responsibility for anything at all? They don't take responsibility for their bedrooms. They don't take responsibility for the dirty plates. They don't take responsibility for uh, very much at all. and. And this is an opportunity for us to just step back and consider when is it appropriate for children to start taking responsibility? I know that there are some people right now who are grown adults who are thinking my partner, my adult partner that I've been living with for the last 10, 20 years doesn't know how to take personal responsibility for some things. Um, It's a developmental reality that if you're raising a child, especially a child who's only about six, that you are going to encounter these kinds of challenges and Trying to force developmentally inappropriate things at a developmentally inappropriate time simply doesn't work. It's kind of like saying to your six-month-old, get up and run. They're not going to do it. They're six months old. So, Alex, my first piece of advice is let's just acknowledge the developmental reality that six-year-olds aren't good at taking responsibility as a general rule. Some kids, obviously, yes, but most, not so much.
0: I think sometimes as parents, we kind of feel like we've told our children time and time and time again, what (laughs) needs to happen. We go through that induction process and clearly nothing is getting in because it doesn't matter how many times I tell her, we still end up with the same result, but that's part of their learning process going over over and over and over and over and over and over the same things. And eventually she will get it. But at six, It's going to take some time.
1: So the example that I like to use is learning to write a name or learning to tie up shoes. These are not particularly challenging tasks. As adults, we've got it down without – I mean, we we do it automatically. We don't have to think about it. But you think about how many times – you had to show that child how to tie up those shoelaces, how many times you had to uh, put the pen in the hand, show them how to hold the pen and get them to write their name, or even brushing their teeth. I mean, dentists say that you're supposed to brush your kid's teeth until they're seven, They're not supposed to do it on their own until they're about seven because it's a somewhat complicated procedure that needs to be done well, needs to be done right. So when it comes to looking after things, remembering, regulating, managing emotions, managing behaviors, pausing and planning, the brain actually can't do it. So more than anything, Kylie, as much as I I, I do agree with what you've said, I keep coming back to those two words, developmental reality, the the child's brain has not developed to a point where it's going to sink in and you're going to say it again and again and again and again. And then one day it will sink in and it'll sink in for two reasons. Number one, repetition, but number two, the developmental progress, the maturation of the brain will get us there. So the second critical thing that I think we've really got to uh, hit home with in terms of helping our younger children to be responsible for their things is to set them up for success. There are certain things that you can do to alleviate the likelihood of these breakages happening. It might be buying some, um, some glasses that are less likely to break. It might be having one of those headbands that go around their head so that the the glasses don't get dropped or scratched. Instead, they just sort of hang around their neck. There are different ways that you can set your children up to be successful, different reminder systems, different habits that you can form and create together. And, and I would say brainstorm them with your child.
0: Yeah, having conversations each time it happens to understand what took place and maybe what we might do next time so that it doesn't happen again um, will be ongoing but will definitely be an opportunity for learning and growth for both parent and child.
1: Hey, after the break, three more ideas to help kids to learn to be a little bit more responsible when they're developmentally not quite there. It's the Happy Families podcast. Imagine a home where discipline got results without anyone having to feel bad or in trouble. The Do's and Don'ts of Discipline is a webinar to help parents set limits with love, compassion and humanity. Find it now at happyfamilies.com.au slash shop.
0: It's the Happy Families Podcast, the podcast for the time-poor parent who just wants answers now. And I'm wondering, what is the third thing that we can help parents with?
1: Okay, so in terms of getting our children to be a little bit more responsible, especially when they're young, uh, I'm going to speak directly to this issue of, uh, of of the glasses. This may not apply to everybody's situation. The first two ideas certainly do, but the third one is: uh, Have you heard of insurance? <laughs> like like uh, optometrists and and uh, dentists uh, other healthcare providers people who provide services and goods to you often sell insurance packages and i reckon when you're dealing with little kids and these health items, these medical items, whether it's glasses or whatever else it might be, I reckon it's worth spending the extra few bucks and getting that insurance because you can all but guarantee that the kid's going to lose something, break something, damage something uh, or, or, or cause other sorts of upsets. So that's my third idea. It's a really simple one. My fourth one, this is where I'm going to get a little bit hard and heavy. And I don't recommend this, especially as a first or second or even third option. But at some point... Sometimes we do have to teach our kids a little bit of a lesson. And so it might be that Alex sits down with this precious little six-year-old who's having such a hard time with these glasses and, and that Alex says to, um, to the six-year-old, you know what, kiddo, this is the fifth time this year that we've had this problem and I know you feel terrible about it. Do some emotion coaching. Make sure that she feels safe. Make sure that she knows she's not quote-unquote in trouble. But once things have calmed down and there's been lots of hugs, I think that Alex might say to the six-year-old, when you break things, there's some sort of a cost that's involved and and together we need to work out what price is reasonable for a six-year-old to pay. It might be that the six-year-old has to pay the price of giving triple the hugs on a Saturday morning until the glass situation is fixed. Or it might be that the six-year-old has to help mum with the dishes or dad with the dishes every night until the glasses are paid for. Maybe it's going to be uh, three weeks' worth of dishes, even when you don't want to do them and you've got tired legs. But there should be some level of accountability, some opportunity to be making up for it. If that's going to happen, it needs to be fun. It needs to be warm. It needs to be about connection. It cannot be about punishment because as soon as we make it about punishment, that's a problem. But it can be about the accountability. Hey, we're going to go and have some fun now and do that next chore. Remember, we've got to do it for 21 days in a row. Or we're going to do it for five days in a row or whatever it is. Uh, but like, we're going to do it together and we're going to have a nice time. But when we break things, we have to pay for them. This is how you're paying for them.
0: You said you had five. What's your last tip?
1: Oh, this is my favorite one. People matter, things don't. We've talked about this on the podcast before, Kylie. But ultimately, we're talking about a pair of glasses and we're talking about a six-year-old. And I know it's all money and I know it's frustrating and I know that it's uh, painful, quite frankly. But at the end of the day, your daughter matters so much more than the glasses. Uh, I'm not suggesting that kids should be allowed to get away with anything and everything. And we've talked about different ways that we can navigate that throughout this podcast. Ultimately, though, the central message needs to be, even if a child has to pay something off, even if they've got to work it off, even if um, you've got to pay more money and all those sorts of things, people matter, things don't. If your daughter starts to think that the thing she broke, whether it's glasses or a, a, a vase or a plate or a window, if your daughter starts to think that those things matter more than she, that's when we start to end up with some, I, I think some really big connection challenges, some really big uh, Issues around well-being and self-worth and those kinds of things, we need to let her know no matter what, even if she's broken her fifth pair of glasses in nine months, we're not happy that the glasses broke, but people matter, things don't. And I would actually use those four words with my daughter.
0: We had an opportunity to practice what we preach a few months back when one of our children had a bit of a crash.
1: Oh, Yes. (laughs) (laughs)
0: and we have a $2,000 excess on our insurance, and she had to come up with that money. Mm. But the reality was we weren't upset with her. We recognized that while it could have been avoided, it could have been a lot worse, and she wasn't being silly. She just was a little bit... Inexperienced.
1: uh, Inexperienced is what she was.
0: yes. (laughs) Yes, and and the reality was that while we weren't upset with her, it wasn't our responsibility to um, to pay the bill. And so she worked hard and she had to come up with that money.
1: Yeah. I remember uh, my initial response was probably a little bit elevated, but I calmed down and I actually think I said to her, uh, people matter, things don't. We, we love you. We know that it was an accident. Uh, we're so sorry that you're going to have to pay the $2,000 excess. We know that that's going to hurt you. But we want you to know that we still trust you and you're still welcome to drive the car. And, and, and that's, that's the whole message here. We love you no matter what. We love you if you break the glasses. We love you if you smash the car. Um, and you know what? People matter, things don't.
0: It's a great message. I love that
1: one. The Happy Families podcast is produced by Justin Roulon from Bridge Media. Craig Bruce is our executive producer. And if you'd like more uh, messages, more ideas, more ways that you can make your family happier, you can find it all at happyfamilies.com.au or find us on Facebook, Dr. Justin Coulson's Happy Families.